This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. What the, What is the story your car would tell? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Sean. Welcome to the Men's Room. What's up, fellas? Oh, yeah. Just so I want to let you know I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Had <laughs> a boy. <laughs> no, uh, I, my my story did not end well as the other two gentlemen's. Um, probably should have known from when we went down to uh, Chula Vista to buy it. We took the uh, train, and the salesman says, "You guys aren't gonna you you have another way to get out of here, right? If the sale doesn't go through." And we're like, "Uh, well, no, why?" And he's like, "You don't want to be here after dark." So that was a salesman where we bought the Ford pickup truck the lifted ranger you know not a not a not an f-150 but it's you know it's new to me i'm like just graduated high school we're gonna go off-road in azusa canyon on the way up mind you no cell phone service no no nothing around a corner and there's like a person directly in my lane so it's head on or it's go to the shoulder so off to the shoulder we go truck hits a rut bounces sideways and then rolls one and a half times Mind you, we stop like, I don't know, maybe 10 feet from like a 300-foot gulch. Jesus. Yeah, and so I climb out like a gopher, like poking its head out from the hole on the side of the driver's side. My buddies come back, turn around. I hop out of the truck. And I'm like, dude, what happened? And I told them what happened. And we're like, what the hell do we do now? Right? Like, no cell phone service. We're miles away from anything. And we're like, well, I'm looking at the truck. It looks all right. There's some fluid leaking. Let's roll it over. So <laughs> some Hispanic guys stop. They help us push it over. Looking at it. Now this truck is, I mean, the only thing that's straight is the tailgate and the <laughs> rear window. Everything else is destroyed. I mean, the windshield is spider cracked a thousand ways. The roof line on the driver's side was like three inches lower than the passenger side. I mean, just, just side mirrors gone. Every piece of body were just mangled. How much had you just bought this truck for? Uh, like twenty eight. All right, but still and at that age. Of that's... course, I didn't buy it. I owed. I owed my. You know, I owed money on it. I, it wasn't mine yet, and uh, so I'm like, "What do we do?" I'm like, "Let's see if it fires up." Fired it up. Started after a little different try. Blue smoke. Blue smoke for maybe five minutes, and then it was good. I'm like, "All right." Let's drive it down the hill. And so as we're coming down to Sousa Canyon, right before we get on the freeway, 
there's a uh, police officer, a bike cop, sitting right there. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And he looks at me as I drive by, and he just shakes his head. And oh, he, then I drove. <laughs> he didn't even bother. <laughs> He's like, dude, I think you had a bad enough day. So, anyways, I drove that thing home on the five freeway. Uh, just, I had to get it home, you know, because my insurance didn't cover the tow. And I'm like, the insurance got to tow, like, total this thing, right? There's no way. Insurance did not total it. Take it to a body shop. Uh, hang on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once again, bedroom colors, here are the seven words you can't say on the radio. Sucker, mother, and please keep those words in mind when calling. Now back to the program. And he hung up. Ow. Yeah, we're going to get back to you, man. Just yeah. a slip of the okay. tongue. All right. You what know time? your car's in bad shape. When you drive that by a cop, and the cop's just like, that's all you, bro. Yeah, have at it. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, good luck to you. What, time, what is the story your car would tell? 206-421-ROCK. Sadly, you know, I was thinking about this question. I realized of all the stories any vehicle I've been a part of would possibly tell, I think it was a 1987. It's definitely a red Dodge Omni. I believe from 87. And what it would say is, uh, I remember the, the time that these two brothers got to me, went to downtown Baltimore, and they kidnapped someone for no reason. Mm-hmm. And apparently they thought it was hilarious. I'm glad that car can't talk. But he's right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have too many car stories. But, I mean, I some of them are just weird. Like, kind of like where Miles grew up. Like, I didn't grow up in an area like that. Thank right. you, Mike. Uh, but I went to visit a buddy outside of Pittsburgh, and they, like, his friend had the same thing. He had one of those farm trucks or whatever. Yeah. So, like, in, at nighttime, he'd be like, yeah, like, I'll drive you guys to the bar in the truck. And we're like, cool. Then on the way home, back roads, they would just turn off the lights and drive around. And they Jeez. thought mm-hmm. it was just the funnest thing in the world to do. How terrified were you? Oh, beyond scared. <laughs> like, I couldn't, even, I couldn't even concentrate. Yeah, that'll do that. I know, I know people think it's funny. Like, I'm turning off the lights for a minute. Like, man, don't. Yeah. Well, my buddy had a farm-use-only truck on his property. Yeah. We were 12 years old. We could drive it. We thought it was the greatest thing in the world. That is great. It was awesome. We all learned to drive in that truck. If you have that much property, it's a farm-use vehicle. I'm 12 years old, and the parents are like, yeah, dude, have that. Yeah. Who, who would not want to do that? Yeah. It's kind of how we learned a lot. We, we, we would just drive the loop of the perimeter of the property. Right. You didn't have to have any kind of uh, license plate on it. You just had to have farm use spray painted on the side. And that was it. No insurance. And I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know the legality of it, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't illegal for him, even when we were 12 or 13, to drive the truck as long as it stayed on the property. Stayed on the farm. I was going to say, right, I would think roads. it's once you take it onto a major road. That's probably where you because, get in trouble. You know, so what is the role with that? So say I have legitimate farm equipment. I didn't spray paint it, but I got, I don't know, whatever I need to be a farmer. My kid is 10, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And I put him on the vehicle. And he knows what he's doing. But like if a cop showed up for something and saw my kid going by on this. He's working. Is that an issue or is that okay? Assuming I, it's I a family it's okay. member. Because right? you got to keep in mind, he had four wheelers, they had three wheelers. They right, had a right, uh, tractor. Uh, you know, 150 cc, you know, motor, motorcycles that they run on the property. So everything else was driven on the property by a 12 year old. No, right. so I'm assuming that you know most of those things could be road licensed to some degree. Could be, but I would think know. too. Like if you're driving a tractor or something in your farm and you're 12 or 13, like I don't know why why people would care. Like you're going to drive a truck on the property. It's kind of like I think that's the parents' call. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be like, yeah, well, that's why my 13 year old's driving the car because yeah. I'm drunk. So I called him to pick me up from the bar. What it's, is the problem? Look, it's his grandmother's farm. She didn't care, and she would send us on errands. So go down to the Safeway and, you know, pick up this for dinner or whatever the deal was. Right, right. Give me a couple packs of cigarettes. 
So we just go down there and buy her stuff and drive it back, and no questions asked. Never. I mean, my my one grandma, Mimi, right? Like, she died when I was young, but I remember we and this is DC, but we would walk a few blocks and buy same thing, buy cigarettes, and we could get some candy. But nobody, I no one, nobody gave it two it. thoughts. But like, mm-hmm. is that any worse? Like, we were like seven yeah is that anywhere like that seems almost more dangerous well, to me than having a 12 year old drive a truck on a farm it's like this yeah, my, my yeah. daughter my daughter could work my daughter right now in our neighborhood could walk into the 7-eleven and tell the guy who works there ron uh that it's that her dad needs cigarettes and tell him my name and he would give her i mean he i doubt he would do it but he would know what cigarettes i i buy right yeah so back then it wasn't a big deal like i know your dad i know he smokes oh, that was it you know, Doral's or Merritt's or whatever the hell people were smoking back in the day. But I don't know if that worked. So I can do the same thing for my father. He smoked Merritt. Funny that you say that. But the place we got it was literally a general store as we lived out in the woods. So they knew everyone. They knew my father. So if I went in and said I need Merritt, he didn't question it. But I'm wondering if at that time I roll into, I don't know, Safeway. Mm -hmm. So they don't know you personally. And I still said I need a couple packs of smokes for my dad. If they'd still, right. I feel like they would have. But no, that but there were no real questions. Yeah. They yeah, I mean, would not yeah. let you buy beer for them, but well, you could buy cigarettes. Because when oh, I did we, it for we, Mimi, I mean, we're talking business. Northeast DC, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of customers going yeah. to the store. Bought, they we, just, they just, and they're I mean, thankfully, but they were, they were right. We didn't smoke them, but I don't think they cared. She drank, uh, she drank Miller High Life and watched uh, Cubs baseball and WGN in Chicago. So could you buy beer for that? We'd issue? always buy. She would give us a check. She would sign the check, put Safeway on there. We would fill into the amount. Right. They would show us how to do it because checks were a little bit different. Right, right. You know, when you're 13 years old, 12 years old, they kind of show you how to write it in, give them the check, walk out with a bag, drive back to the farm, give her her beer, and then keep on driving on the property. See, that's when kids were useful for their parents. Yeah. I look at my kids like, you can walk your ass to the store and get me smokes mm-hmm. and beer. And then she Give would me just, a bottle of Jack, too. And she'd man. hook us up with a big-ass chicken dinner. Yeah. Fantastic. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. What uh, What is your inebriation story? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Andrew. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, boys. Hola. How's your morning going? Doing great, man. Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you. <clears throat> so my story starts out, I was... Hanging out with uh, four friends over at a buddy's house. And uh, we were all drinking heavily, a lot of whiskey. And then one of the guys gets a text saying that there's a house party that we're going to go to. So we all Ubered up. Up there, we get there, and it's just two of the ugliest chicks I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Damn, I did not Brought to you by Men's Room Original Ale. Make better decisions, okay? Drink responsibly. Let's get to drinking. (laughs) So we started... uh, I think I started angry thinking, and that is the last thing I remember. We took a shot of tequila, and the next thing I remember, it was probably six hours later, I'm walking down a neighborhood, and it's light out, <clears throat> and I have no idea where I'm at, and there's a guy out mowing his lawn. I was like, what the hell is going on? So I keep walking, Finally, see a street that looks familiar. I'm, I was kind of by my mom's house, but it was still about three miles away. And so I finished walking, get to my mom's house, have her drive me back to my buddies because I have no idea where we were at. And uh, one of my my buddy was like, uh, "We get back to the girl's house we were at, and as soon as we we knock on the door, she looks at me and she's like, "Why the hell are you here?" And I was like. Because I lost my cell phone, my work phone, and my car or my car keys in my wallet. 
and I was asking them if they knew where it was at. And she said, get the hell out of my house. And you never allowed back. And I was like, well, why would happen? And she said that they tried to give me a ride home. And I, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't tell them where I lived because I thought they were going to rob me. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, of what you don't have anything of value <laughs> on you. You still can't find <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I thought I left it at the house or something, but they, uh, she said that they dropped me off at a Safeway. I ended up walking like six miles backwards from where I thought I was. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was mm-hmm. one of the worst days. I've never been more hungover in my entire life. Brought to you by Men's Room Original Ale. Make better decisions, okay? Drink responsibly. A couple of years ago, uh, I, I, Stone Cold Stober. For some reason, I thought I left my wallet here at work. All right. So I get home. I'm going to go out to dinner, and I'm like, "Man, you've got to be kidding me!" Now I got to go all the way back to work. So I come back to work, comb through everything on the desk, look under the desk, in my backpack. I'm just like, "It's not here." Like, what in the hell? I go down in the garage and search through my car, and I'm like, "Man, I lost my damn wallet." I go home. I'm like, "Well, I guess I'm just going to make dinner here at the, at the house tonight." Walk upstairs. There it is, right on the kitchen counter. <laughs> like, damn it! Damn it! Well, thank God, but damn it! Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, that time wasted down the toilet. <laughs> what? Uh, what is your inebriation story? Two zero six four two one rock. I will say one of my favorite inebriation stories. Not me, not Miles, but our very own the Ted Smith. What story is this? No, no, it was the event at uh, Raven oh. Stadium. Oh, okay. And I can't. It, it was a. It was a company wide or all the. It was oh, like a dating. Yeah. It was a dating single. Like speed dating, whatever, something? man. But it was a, the cluster of stations. We had five stations. They're like all a lot there. of radio. Go. All of us are there because all of us invited these people to whatever this event was. And there's basically you're walking around the concourse of a stadium, and they had food set up, photo booths, just this kind of crap. But it's an adult thing. But the day before that. And they made it very clear. CBS Radio wasn't messing around. They're like, hey, no drinking at the event. Some things had happened leading up to this. We're like, look, and not just us, not just us, but just company-wide. Janet Jackson was a big part of that, too. Janet Mm -hmm. Jackson was a huge part of that. And it was like, look, just you can drink all you want, just not at the event, right? That was the big thing. So we're like, fine. So we circumvented that. We'll just, we'll pregame. That way, we technically, we do not drink at the event. What can they say? Well, everyone shows up at my place. We're going to ride down with Miles. And Ted, how much, you, what was it, vodka or rum? No, it was gin. It was gin. I had a plastic oh. bottle of gin. And it was what, a oh. gallon jug? Whatever the half gallon is. I mean, I can't remember if it was full or not. I just remember I had like a 32-ounce cup and poured a extremely, extremely strong, large drink. I, to the, I still can't remember if I had done something in between work and there. I swear I think to God, we all I had mean, a little bit, but you, I know you it was brought one that giant over. Drink, right? But I, it still seems odd. I got that wasted off that one drink, and I was, I was still probably three bills at that point. So I mean, we can't, we don't have time to tell the whole story, but essentially, the gin hits Ted as we're walking into the oh, event, right? Because you were fine on the car yeah. ride, but you started slowing down. It's like, oh no! So Miles and I are trying to keep an eye. And Ted, because the bosses, again, and they were real clear about this, man. So yeah, they were pissed. We're sta- well, they they couldn't be pissed because they could find me and Miles, but they couldn't find Ted. Because we knew where to stash Ted for a minute when the bosses are, are circulating around. And they would say things like, hey, man, we heard Ted is drunk. I'm like, I've seen him. He seems absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard he was slurring his words, and I believe I came up with, it's his allergy medication. 
And my boss was like, do you think I'm stupid? I'm like, it doesn't matter, man. I'm telling you. It, I haven't Your seen defense. A- I think I took a shot at Dayquil. I, I have oh, not no. seen. <laughs> but I did lie. Brought to you by Men's from Original Land. Bet you wish that didn't happen. Please I just said, hey. I can confirm that Ted has not had a drink in this building. We've been, mm-hmm. And it didn't. Now no, I love so I took Ted home. <laughs> and he had to take Ted home because Ted started spitting chicken nuggets out of his mouth while he's slumping over in a chair in the corner. Security came over, said, you got to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Miles says, I'll take care of that. You deal with the boss. It's cool. Miles is gone forever. Well, well the reason was, is I walked outside, and Ted's now peeing on Camden Yards. Right. In the meantime, oh, no. I see our other boss coming the other way. <laughs> we somehow circumvented him. He did not know Ted was drunk. For whatever, I was like, yeah, Ted's not feeling well. I'm just going to take him off. The only thing I remember from that night is the tone of, you better effort stand here for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Miles is like physically holding me. <laughs> I don't With know. One arm. Luckily, shaking, it was like, dark. Standing on yeah, top. Like, say I a word. Can you, and can you imagine 300? And I'm just like, I, I don't know how for the two minutes I just stood there. I was like, don't say a word. Don't, I got this. Right, and then I fell out of the car on the way home. And yeah. rolled under it. I know uh, we got to go. King Jr. Boulevard, and the phone went underneath my car, <laughs> and it was pouring down rain, so I had to like circumvent, like sp- spider crawl on a 50-mile-an-hour interstate, <laughs> grabbing his phone, <laughs> pulling it in, and picking him up, putting him back in the car. And I said, man, call. I said, was like, dude, if you got to throw up, throw up in my hat. Here's my hat. And, of course, the door's open. Ted's gone. <laughs> he's, then, on the, he's on the highway. And then I get home real quick. I get home. I don't remember this. My roommate said I came in. Sut. He goes, you put your head under the sink, drank more water than I've seen anybody drink in my life. He goes, you held on to a chair for two minutes, then you went to sleep. All right. <laughs> Ta-da. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, there he is down in his basement dungeon studio bar. Give it up for Ryan Castle. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. I hope you guys are ready to learn some stuff today. We are. Oh, yeah. We are, yeah. are going to get cultured on Sit and Spin today and, and deeper into the culture 
of Germany than we typically get yeah. with the dirty Germans. Oh, yeah. We like mean, to get uh, deep into your culture. Are you saying that they're not cultured? I'm just saying it's different. Right. There's more to Germany than uh, butt stuff. Nine. Okay. Mm. Well, uh, your Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Playing the first ever game in Germany, as far as an NFL That's game exciting. is concerned, against is the uh, Tampa awesome. Bay Buccaneers. When you looked at this thing, I guess on paper at the beginning of the year, you assumed that Tampa Bay would be the team with Tom Brady. They would be a hard team to beat. Uh, no yeah. one expected the Seahawks to be this good, and now it's like Seahawks going to go in there and, and kick their ass <laughs> in Germany. And Germany, yeah, is German style, a huge football country as far as yes, the NFL. Uh, they have their own league. They yeah. have their own league, and it's a big Seahawks country. It really it's like is. when they really were getting into it, the Seahawks were good. They would. Uh, what is the German football league called? I know their their soccer league is like Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but they. I want to say they have like six to eight teams. Right. right? Like throw a little and, test, and your brother knows, right? I think he was over there. He like, did uh, London. He, oh, right. you mean uh, what, he did World the League? But when they had the NFL Europe or whatever, yeah, NFL Europe. Like right. the German teams, I was shocked. Like people showed up to the games. Oh, and yeah. they cared. Oh, yeah. My brother was there before he got to the NFLs oh, wow. or training ground. But yeah, man, he was like, you'd be surprised. You know, you go into the city, you don't know anything about the city, you go to the stands, and it is packed. You're gonna, this is going to shock you. The American Football League in Germany is known as the German Football League, the GFL. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, okay. Oh. They're really well, creative, You know too. what? I have uh, just watching on social media, it seems like a lot of Seahawks fans are either in route or already on their way over to Germany. A lot of people are making yeah. that trip to go to the game. Oh, that'll um, be a rowdy flight. And you'd have to think, uh, Munich is like the, uh, Steve said, with well, the food and entertainment. It's about food and drink, right? They, and, and beer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Lest lest we forget, Oktoberfest, born in Munich, right? Oh, right. Yep. Yep. Strong point. The only unfortunate thing about this game is kickoff is 6.30 for us here on the Pacific Coast. And not only that, but I believe, I think they have a local broadcast, but that uh, normally the 6.30 games are on the NFL Network, just so you know. I'm sure yes. a local affiliate Correct. will pick it up. Somebody... I think right. I think a local affiliate has to. I believe so. Yeah. So it should I be saw on regular Paul TV. Sylvie's already flying over. So, but uh, either way, yes. So uh, <laughs> and Ryan, he's not in covering the game. You're going to uh, <laughs> yeah. And look, any any excuse to drink beer at six o'clock in the morning, man. I'm in. I was going to say, dude, if you're a Hawks fan, get up early. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. like, go like, find a bar. Yeah, like get 10 a bloody o'clock Mary. Games, I'll take a nap. This, so this like happens one time. Do you yeah. do you think there'll be bars open Sunday morning at six thirty for this game? Yes, for sure. Dude, if you've ever watched Premier League soccer, yeah, yes. Exactly. All right. Are they Absolutely. To? How, how early can you serve beer? 6 a.m. 6, 6 a.m. 6 o'clock. Yeah. Right. I know, okay. I know so this like from uh, the airport. Top, I know this from Premier League soccer. I have been in bars where you get there because the match starts at 4.30. Then it's 6 a.m. Everybody's lined up, and they go, all right, what do you guys want? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, today you're yeah. going to educate us so on, today, the, uh, yeah, I, on the I music I thought I would school you guys on, on not only musicians from Germany, but musicians that are famous in Germany so you can prepare yourself for the big game this weekend. These are 10 German artists we randomly put on a list on Sit and Spin. 10, number 10. Beethoven, his fifth. It's true. Uh, Austrian, but born in Germany. Ludwig von Beethoven. Well, how is he Austrian if he's born in Germany? Well, it's like if you were born in Seattle and you moved to Vancouver, B.C., Thrill. And then you died there. All right. I'll give him a pass because he's dead. Is he still on tour? <laughs> yes. Yes, he's actually uh, he's opening for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra this winter. That's one of those guys you want to see before they pass on, you know? For sure. He's on my for bucket sure. list. Bu- bucket on- list artist, for sure. <laughs> he's on the casino route. He and Bach. That's right. These are 10 German artists we randomly put on a list on Sit and Spin. Nine, number nine. 
Who in the hell is this? Uh, this is Enigma. I'm glad you asked. Ah, Enigma. Thrill. Isn't this the song, a co-worker of ours that got stuck on a flight coming back with an NFL team, and he kept playing over and over? <laughs> Steve Stolfberg, he was working for the Baltimore Ravens Radio right. Network. And somehow on a flight back from the West Coast, like it was just like this song kept going, but it was like... What? Oh, I should get him on. I thought you'd remember the story. No, no. Yeah, but it was just like the beginning part of it, and this was early 2000s. Like, people were freaked out. I was like, was he losing his mind? Yeah. Because he's a pretty calm dude, but this would break anyone. This sounds like it should have been in The Lion King. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that, too. That's probably why, right there. (laughs) I never owned any Enigma. I'm glad I skipped that one. Ten German arts we randomly put on a list on Sin Spin. number eight. I know this song. This is in the original version. Isn't Millie Vanilli. No, yeah, no two yes. black Germans. Are you this surprised? <laughs> I wasn't dressed as them last week. Yep. <laughs> Property oh. value went down in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Vanilli German. I wow. would have never guessed that in ten million years. Yep. Look, Rob I'm black, but if you show Rob, me two uh, brothers, uh, I'm like, lot. yeah, from Germany. I don't remember the them lotus? sounding this German. Yeah, these guys were brought together in 1988 as Millie Vanilli by German music producer and songwriter Frank Farian. Millie Vanilli sounds very German, doesn't it? It shouldn't sound German because they didn't actually this sing. Is ger- this right. is the German version. I ger- believe they German. actually Rob, went back. Rob Pilatus and French musician Fabrice Morvan. They went back after, in they, after they were busted and re-recorded everything on their own. Oh, really? All right, that's yes. what I was like. I know this yes. song, but this doesn't sound like the real version. That's why this sounds worse. Ten German artists we randomly put on a list on Sin Spin. Number seven. I remember the song. What was this guy's name? Peter Schilling. Schilling. Very German. The song is Major Tom Coming Home. Hmm. Gotta right. get that German beat like yeah. Let's go into yeah, the yeah, you, know, you know who we should have put on the list was Sprockets. <laughs> Not the time we dance. Ten German artists we randomly put on a list. Six, number six. I know what you're thinking. It's Enigma again. No, this song is actually from The Lion King, and the guy's name is Hans Zimmer. Oh, yeah. Hans, Hans Zimmer. So something we've learned about German music, any of it could be in The Lion King. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That guy did everything, man. I was going to say, I know that name. He did Pirates of the Caribbean. He did Dune. He did like a handful of other movies. The Dark Knight series, if I'm not mistaken. Hans Zimmer has done a lot of scores you in, basically, in movies. You hear his name once a year at the Oscars. Well, he was. Right, he's nom- or he's at least nominated, mm-hmm. right? Yep. He's that guy. Like Mike said earlier, he's the other John Williams. Wouldn't it be so cool to be in Germany and run into Hans? Yeah, well, Simba. Not to be confused with Hans Gruber. This is actually a German guy that's singing right now. Yeah. Or Hans in your ponds. <laughs> How about if you go to Germany, you meet a lot of Hanses. He's so Hansy. <laughs> Ten German artists we like randomly Fonzie. put on the list. Five, number five. All right, that makes sense. I know she's singing our, in German. Our bumper band during Live Day do the song on kazoos, uh, the kazoodles doing 99 Left Balloons. Is it because they couldn't sing it in German? Perhaps. What is it? What's her name again? Nina. 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 Oh, just Nina. Yeah. I'm like, Nina, just Nina. What is Luft in German? 
Uh, Mike looked it up right earlier. It is. It is air. Yeah. Air. Ninety-nine air. Why balloons. is it ninety-nine red balloons in German and English then? But she says it's ninety-nine Luft air balloons. So, so red air, air, air balloons. Uh-huh. Mike uh-huh. and I went through this earlier today because it's really important that we know stuff like this. Yes. I just knew it had well, to be air. I suppose air that makes have... sense that the Luftwaffe would be the uh, air force. Correct. The Nazi army. I just right. learned something else. See. We learn stuff. So the loofah then is technically German as well. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Same thing. You nailed it. Like Martin Luther King. Wonder what they call condoms over there. <laughs> yeah. I'm a black dude. That's what I clean myself with. My, my, Martin Luther King. Yes. Oh, no. Ten German artists we randomly put on a list on Sit and Spin. There's also the Lufa Vandross. God damn it. <laughs> I hate this song. Well, this was a shock to me, too. This 1999 Latin pop hit was made famous by a German guy. This guy, Lou Bega, Mambo mm-hmm. Number 5. He's no, his name Ger- is actually David Lou Bega. Uh-huh. And his stage name is his last name cut in two, Lou Bega. I never would have guessed this for a million dollars that he was German. Not me. No, no way. I would have danced all over the Caribbean. I would have said anything. Portugal, Spain, something. Not Told German. Told you we were going to learn Germany. stuff today. Yes. Mambo are, Number uh, 5. Ten German. German artists we randomly put on a list. Three, number three. Du hast. Du hast. <laughs> they hide it well. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody knows. <laughs> you certainly would not guess that they're from Germany. You could have sex to this, though. Super yeah. German. Uh, you know what? If you watch any of these guys' videos, a lot of it's basically just porn. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good. So you could definitely... I mean... There's a sexual element here. Not to this song, though. I believe the translation is something like you hate if you've heard the German version. But I can you know, still be sexual. You know it's going to be a romantic night when you light some candles and turn on the Rammstein. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're in for a sensual night. Ten sensual. German artists. We I mean, it's got Ram right in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Klaus and Rudolph and company. And he's talking about those German hurricanes, which, if that's a sex move, I'll give it a try. They're doing another farewell tour, aren't they? Aren't they on like their ninth farewell tour? Everyone does their four or five farewell tours. But they're like in their 70s, I think. Uh, well, I think they're one of the older bands out there. I we don't realize how old like, they were when they made it famous in the first place. Yeah, I found out that Scorpions a couple of years ago had like their 65th anniversary. And I, I think Good like everybody God. else, I went, wait, what? How? Exactly. Yeah, we were old when you got to know us. It's the wind of change. It's me farts. But I'm Klaus made. My hair's always been so bad you couldn't tell. I change air with my butt. Wind of change. <laughs> That's about getting older. <laughs> Ten German artists we randomly put on a list on Sin and Spin. One, number one. Oh, David Hasselhoff. Hell yeah. The Hoff. The Hoff may not be... A uh, German citizen, as as far as I know, but his grandmother was a German immigrant, and uh, he's huge still in Germany. The Hoff. You think if you went to Germany and you introduced yourself as Ryan Castlehoff, yeah. you might get some ass? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, so I'm I mean, look, man, when the wall came down, perhaps one of the biggest events in, in German history since World War II. Who's there? The David Hoff. Hasselhoff. The Hoff. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing screams freedom like the Hoff. There you go. Attend the German artists we randomly put on a list in honor of the uh, the Hawks and the Bucks. It's uh, 6.30 Sunday.
in Munich, Germany. Ryan Castle, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.com. I've been in that lot before with the... You know, but uh, I, <laughs> so I step because they're they've got like twenty cars out there. Right. I just have me like you know whatever they count, whatever they do. So I'm out. I'm like I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. So I step out of the car, smoke a cigarette. Look, this guy's like, get back in the car, get back in the car, and he's walking a German Shepherd up and down mm-hmm. on each side of the car. And I'm like, oh no, this is not good. So I was like, okay, man, I'm just gonna finish the cigarette up. But he's like, all right, all right, just get in the car when you're done with it. So I keep smoking, keep smoking. And then he's coming my way. I'm like, I'm almost done, man. Sorry. So I put the cigarette out. I was like, I was like, what is that guy doing, man? Is he looking for cocaine and drugs and stuff? And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. He's a bomb sm- a sniffing dog. I was like, oh, okay. thank God. Cool. Thank That's cool. That's God. cool. Good job, buddy. Good yeah. job. <laughs> good job. That is good news. Good boy. Good boy. It's like, good boy. I'm telling you, every time we go to the airport, boy. we see a dog. My wife's like, what do you have on you? I'm like, I don't carry anything to the airport. I'm not stupid. But she likes to bring up, no, I know that, but remember flying oh, to man. San Francisco? Yeah. I'm like, I forgot it was in my pocket, and nobody discovered it. I, I pet a beagle, man. This woman about lost her mind, this, this officer. Because the beagle, beagle came up to me, you know, like wagon tail. But didn't you have drugs on you? I might have. He's working, Miles. That's, <laughs> and it says don't touch him. No, it did not. Actually, it didn't. At that point in time, they, this was in BWI. I swear to God, those. I mean, I knew it was a dog that was working. Right. But it didn't say, like, don't touch the dog. His job is supposed to walk up to you and have a sniff. I had a, uh, I had a bunch of seeds in my shoe from Jamaica. <laughs> from all the weed. I, I saved all the seeds, and I put them in the heel underneath my thing. And I'm like, man. So he comes up, and I'm like, good boy. Hello. Hi. I've been down. He's, like, he's wagging his tail and stuff. And I'm like, I am just Hitting at this point, right. like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, because I was going to bring him back for my photo drop. But didn't you say that they uh, they were mad at you for doing it? But because of that, they snatched the they dog moved away. they moved the dog away very quickly from me. Yeah, and that was like kind of the that was I a good thing. Brilliant thinking. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I never thought of it that way. I was just like, I've been over like, how are you doing? What's going on? So you didn't plan to do that to get them to jerk no. the dog away from you? No, actually, oh. no, I did not. Because I, I thought it was just this brilliant the, move, the, yeah. like, ooh, the, the dog, I've got stuff, the, the dog, let me pet him. The dog right. took a beeline for me and came right over to my feet, so I bent over <laughs> and just started rubbing right his ears. Feet. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, that's what I, <laughs> So I started rubbing his ears. <laughs> hey, buddy, how are you? <laughs> rubbing a weed oh, I like dogs. If a dog comes up to you and it's wagging his tail, you mean, what, are you, what else are you going to do? You're gonna I like that. That's a smart move, though. <laughs> you got to bend over. Who's a good boy? Look at you. Hard-working <laughs> dog. <laughs> Oh, don't take the dog away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Man. damn. <laughs> My backpack is the one that worries me. I got to check it all the time before flights. Oh, I Just because I take it with me on like road trips, wherever. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, look, it, it, it's just simple as like, I might just have an edible in there. But mm-hmm. like, I got to make sure to dig through and be like, all right, I got to empty this bag out. I have purchased oh, right. two new backpacks for that very reason. And honestly, it just, you're going to get on a plane. I don't know. You're going to visit someone at the holidays. You grab your go-to backpack and you realize, because you'll mm-hmm. go through your pockets, and then I realize, like, Jesus, man, there's half a joint here. There's an empty oh. baggie of something here. But even if I remove this, this dog's going to smell it like, babe, I need to buy a new bag. Mine is. Like, uh, I need to, and, and that bag is designated as, that is the travel Airline bag. travel. Right. I, I played, in, uh, every year I play in a, a golf tournament on the morning of Super Bowl Sunday. All right. Which is typically frozen snow. It's one of those deals. It's just like, all right, we're going to do this before we watch the Super Bowl. There's one guy in particular I know, and I'm not going to say his name on the air, but I saw him the other night. Henry, Jeff, yeah, exactly. Bob, Jerry. And he, uh, he's, he, he works for a marijuana company. So when this tournament's on, he knows I smoke. So right. he, there's a lot of samples that they give 
uh, to people who are uh, who own who can try it at home. Sure, they're typically little shorties or you know they have all yeah. kinds of different sizes, half gram joints. Yeah, exactly. Ted so doesn't know. He throws about forty. Of, <laughs> just half, half gram joints. You know, like the, the the tubes aren't labeled. It's just kind of like you don't yeah. even know what you're smoking. Kind of. Thing. I have another buddy that works for a marijuana legal marijuana company, and he always comes and he's like. You want some edibles? I'm like, what's wrong with these? He's like, they melted together. So I don't know how strong they are. I'm like, I'll take them. Right. Sure. Yeah. Good news. So he, jam- <laughs> he jams about 50 of these in my bag. And I'm like, all right. This is awesome. Completely forgot. Got on an airplane. Oh. Flew to San Diego. And I'm down there. And I'm like, I have a butt ton of weed <laughs> in this golf bag. Like, And now I'm worried about getting on the plane to come home. Because, God forbid, you just pull the weed out. Well, I had throw it away. I would, I would need to throw it away. I'm no, why did you just smoke it in San Diego? It was 50 joints. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like he How long were you there? Was there for a weekend. Come on, son. Uh, weekend. All right. Yeah, I mean, oh. but seriously, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I totally forgot. And I'm not going to throw this away. And, you know, like, he threw in vape pens and, like, the kind of Did you pass them out? No. No, I did, did not. Did you throw them out? Well, I'm... They're in California. All right, I'm... You did not throw them out, did you? You flew them back. No, I mean, I flew most of them back. <laughs> Damn it. I do have... I mean, That's what I'm saying. My daughter and her friends got some. So the college, it's what college kids do. What uh, what is your inebriation story? Two zero six four two one rock. Hello, Jesse. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So in November of two thousand ten, I got deployed to Iraq. Uh, March uh, two thousand eleven, we were redeployed to Aviano, Italy. And we weren't allowed to drink at all for the first month. Quick question. Uh, so, where where yeah. on the boot is Aviano? At the very north. right? Up, it's about an hour north of Venice. Okay. All right. So uh, we weren't drinking. Uh, about a month and a half in, we, me and my roommate, uh, we started to have a few drinks. And so I went on with, uh, with our uh, group of guys. About midway through it, one of my buddies thought it was a great idea to break out a bottle of Crown and uh, challenge me to some shots. So we did it, and then I eventually went to bed. Before I went to bed uh, on a, on my cot, I grabbed my trash can and put it next to me because I knew I knew I was going to puke. So I puked about about a uh, middle of the night. My roommate got up, took the trash can, cleaned it, put it back where it's supposed to be. I leaned over, grabbed what I thought was the trash can, and puked again, passed back out, woke up, rolled over, grabbed again what I thought was the trash can, puked again, and passed back out. About 2 o'clock, I woke up to go to work, and my roommate goes, hey, Jess, you puked in your boots, man. Oh, I look <laughs> over. Both of my work boots were halfway full of vomit. It was... Mm. Uh, oh. <laughs> mm. That's, and I had uh, to go to work with I had to go to work with wet boots. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Hey, but at least it's your own friend. I was you know. twenty two years old, spent the night with this uh lady and uh too drunk to be able to do anything. We both just got ab- right. at least I was. I mean I'm sure she could have hung in there, but we were just absolutely <laughs> hammered. So I'm sleeping in a room that I don't really know. I feel like I need to throw up. I jump up, I find her bathroom, right. I go in there. As soon as I sit down, it's one of those dilemma things. I am I am coming out both ends. So I grab the waste, uh, the, the waste basket, and I bring it over, and I throw up into the basket. I'm not really paying attention because I'm absolutely hammered. I realize this is a wicker basket. Oh. Oh. Of the liquid just goes right down on my pants oh, and on my shoes. 
So I attempt to wash out the wicker basket the best I can. I'm covered in puke, by the way, my clothes. Right. I, need, I need to rinse these out. So I wash them all out and just kind of hang them in the bathtub. I, I tell her in the morning, I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, I ended up throwing up in your bathroom. Good news is I threw up in the waste paper basket. Bad news is I realized it's wicker. And she was like, the wicker basket you threw up in? I was like, yeah. But I, you know, I tried to wash some of it out, but it needs, definitely needs a good cleaning. She's like, that's that's my grandmother gave me that. She she made that. She, she, she makes wicker. And I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Well, tell her you need another one. She's like, my grandmother's dead. Oh. <laughs> Brought to you by Men's Room Original Ale. Please get some help and drink responsibly. Okay. I'm never getting a date with this girl again. Yeah. I was like, who makes wicker bathroom basket? <laughs> Why? You know? <laughs> God, my grandmother gave me that. I mean, why, why would you give that to someone? God rest her soul. Exactly. And she's dead. <laughs> Too young to have a dead grandma. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the men's room daily podcast on the radio.com app. Hard to be made it to drink it time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Three time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Steve Throw Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, and today we toast two unidentified people from Springfield, Missouri. I want to apologize for those of you that are from Missouri because we know that you love it so much more when we say Missouri. Oh. Uh, but here's the thing <laughs> two shoplifters, all right, they stole a bunch of stuff from Ross Dress for Less store in Springfield, Missouri this past Saturday. Yes, Ted. They stole a bunch of stuff. Ross. Ross. It's pretty affordable. And dress for less. They're already telling you, like, hey, we're not here to gouge. It didn't matter. Uh, They went in there to uh, shoplift. But here's where they were brilliant. Instead of having one getaway vehicle, each one of them brought their own vehicle. Right? You see what they're trying to do there. So after they stole the stuff, they ran outside, and they fled in two different cars. And they were trying to get out of there as fast as possible. The problem is they rushed a little too much, and they both ended up crashing. The irony, they crashed into each other at a nearby intersection. They made it out of the parking lot. All they had to do was keep gunning it. They hit each other because they were both speeding to get away from Ross Dress for Less. Well, at that point, they both got out of the cars and took off on foot. But to the shock of no one, cops did track them down nearby. And they're facing, believe it or here's the beauty of robbing a Ross, is uh, they're facing misdemeanor theft charges. Mm. Oh, because it didn't cost enough. Whatever they stole <laughs> did not add up to enough for it to be a felony. So it is a misdemeanor charge. Basically, they're going to slap on the wrist. But, yeah, they took two different cars. 
and they crashed into each other at an intersection that was not at the store. Geniuses. Yep. Brilliant. So we pour this booze, and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on Radio.com. Double Flush Production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.